Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not What's up, guys? Uh, Jake here. Uh, yeah, I've got a special guest for you today. I think you're going to like it. Um, and for all you call station peeps that uh, listen to this one, you may, uh, may find her familiar. Um, her name is Brittany Berryman. Um, and she is a CrossFitter. Um, she's a real estate investor. And uh, now she is, she, she lives in California, but she's coming back home. She's, uh, she's uh, making the right decision and, and moving back to call station. So we're happy about that. But uh, I'll let her introduce herself. So without further ado. Thank you so much, Jake. Uh, yes, as he said, I'm Brittany Berryman. Um, I am from, well, not from College Station. I'm actually from Illinois, but by way of Texas, uh, Texas A&M graduate. I lived in College Station for 17 years, met my husband at A&M. We had our kids in College Station. And then in 2016, um, our family decided to move to Burbank, California, because our younger son is an actor. And we uprooted everything for our six-year-old son and moved to California and things are going well. So we're, we can come back to Texas and just kind of fly back and forth as needed. So we're, we're getting back to Texas as soon as possible. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I don't blame you. <laughs> but uh, what, uh, so tell them a little bit about what you do and then, and then more importantly, how you do what you do, especially being, I know mo the majority of, I, I guess, I'm just speaking of what I've experienced, but I guess the majority of your work and what you do is here locally or in Texas, um, and it's mostly remote. Yeah, absolutely. So everything that I do is in Texas. Um, I actually tried to do a couple of transactions in California, but it's it's just not the same. Um, right. So it's it's a crazy story about let's see we're April 2022 so March of 20 actually let, let's go back a little bit further December of 2020 I made a commitment I was like you know what I really want to start um, investing in real estate and for me that meant buying as many single family homes as possible to replace my W two income and when I calculated that it was like okay I need I think, I think just for me, it was like, I need 24 doors to replace my W-2 income. And we'll, we would need about 48 or I think double that doors to replace both me and my husband's W-2 income. So it's like, okay, 50 doors in three years. How do we do this? So this is <laughs> um, a kind of reverse engineering the process. Right. And so in March, we, March of 2021, pulled the trigger, bought our first rental property in uh, College Station while living in California, bought it completely sight unseen. The real estate agent that we work with, you know, he was, I said, you know, I trust you, walk through the house, video it for me, and if you would buy it, then I'll buy it. <laughs> and so we bought our first uh, property. And after that, it was like, all right, one down. 49 to go. 49 to go. <laughs> And as you know, it's, you know, when, when, when you're buying a property, you know, the, the, mind you, this is brand new to me. So the traditional route of buying a, a property on a conventional loan is, you know, 20% down and then repeat, 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 repeat. Um, so it's like, okay, how do I do this again? 
and again and again and again. And mind you, you know, living in California is not cheap. Um, and so I was like, okay, I need, I need a huge chunk of cash fast. How do I get huge chunks of cash fast um, without draining our savings? So found this avenue of wholesaling. Actually, I listened to Bigger Pockets podcast. Um, I was hearing that, and actually I didn't know about, I knew about wholesaling, but I didn't understand it enough to where like, it was like, I could do it comfortably. Right. And so I hear this uh, couple on a podcast of talking about wholesaling, and I think they made like $2,700 their first wholesale deal. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then I hear this kid, he was probably 18 years old. And he was like, yeah, I was playing Grand Theft Auto. And I was like, you know, they were, they were doing this thing and I, was, I figured if they could do it on Grand Theft Auto, I could do it. And he was talking about wholesaling. I guess they did it in one of the Grand Theft Auto games. And I'm like, this 18-year-old kid could do it. Okay, okay, I can do this. And so um, I started down the rabbit path of, you know, what, you know, how to do it, what to do. And, you know, as every person who wholesales does, I spent an hour on a Sunday afternoon cold calling. And it was one call that made me say, I will never do this again. <laughs> um, I picked up the phone and, um, I, I, and, you know, you pull up your list. And so I'm calling this person and I'm like, hey, you know, I see this house is, um, in, you know, I think it was in pre-foreclosure or something. And I asked for the individual's name. Let's say his name was Danny. I was like, can I speak to Danny? She goes, he's been dead for three years. I was like, oh my gosh. The, the individual had passed away three years ago. And so the algorithm of like of Google and everything or of, of your computer picks up what you've been searching. And so my, I guess my searches for wholesaling, I started getting like these pop-up ads for this other form of wholesaling. And it was through, as you, you as you know, I'm, I'm really good friends now with Jamil Damji um, and became a part of the Astro Flipping program. And that was May of 2020, 2021. And I'm the type of person, if you tell me it takes A, B, C, D to do something, I will follow A, B, C, D to get it done. Right. And I believe in, I mean, you're, 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 you're in the fitness realm. So I believe in like, you know, you trust the process. Right. And as long as you trust the process and you keep with everything, then it works. And so I go into this program to learn about wholesaling the right way. And that, and I'm, I'm, I'm so, so, so a huge believer that there is a way to do it. Like there's a way to do it where you're not burning someone because wholesaling has a really, really, really bad uh, connotation because people get into it without the intent or not knowing what the heck they're doing. And so it's burned so many people, especially when you're dealing with sellers who are in a bad situation. Right. So, and learning how to do this, um, I, I started building relationships with real estate agents, um, telling them you know, straight up front, this is what I do and this is why I do it. So got my first deal, I think within three weeks, made 10 grand. Um, and this is three weeks after, you know, oh, I know how to do this now. Um, and then fast forward to July, I did a probably the largest transaction I've done to date, which was 33. You, 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 you remember that one, right? Um, which it was one? The, 33 port, the 33 portfolio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's actually how you and I, I think, started talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we actually sold the entire portfolio to um, an investor in College Station. And then, you know, and then there's, there's deals in between that. And so it just kept, the momentum kept building. And the whole point of getting into it was, as I said in the beginning, was to buy rental properties. So it, it wasn't just to be 
or wholesale it. I think wholesale is a great entry way, um, especially when you're doing it from long distance. Like right. again, doing this from living in California, it, I really had to rely on people who were in Texas that I could trust building those relationships. And I'm so people say, how are you so successful? And I was like, because I have relationships and because ethics and relationships, like if you have those two, like you can't go wrong. Um, so continue to build the relationships. You know, it just kept building and building and building to the point where it's like, okay, I got into this for one, for, for a certain reason. It's not to build a wholesale business is so that we could start investing in our own properties for passive income. Right. So that's sort of where we are right now. Um, we flip as well, uh, flipping from a distance. I have um, a partner who does all of our flips and um, I find the deals, bring the money and he flips and then we split profits. And now we're looking into um, buying more properties and even commercial properties that we can um, have passive in uh, income. So that's everything unpacked right there. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty much, I mean, and we took a little different route, but that's pretty much how, or I guess why me and Chad sort of what we doing. Um, and we, we mostly only flip. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I think the reason why we did that is because back in the day, um, I said back in the day, February of 2021, <laughs> um, we were like, Hey, like, we don't really want to wholesale because it has such a bad rap. I think we did, we did one wholesale at the very beginning. We made 10 grand. Um, and then we rolled out into the, and everything else. And, and, uh, it was just like, you know, that one went well. Um, but it just wasn't what we wanted to do. I don't think. And, uh, we rolled that into a bunch of flips and now, I mean, it works perfect. Uh, but yeah. the end goal really is to just invest in real estate and have that passive cash flow. Um, and that's rolled into, that's rolled into a, you know, property management, uh, company here, here in the future. Um, and so it's just coming to a lot of things, but it's awesome to see the, just, I guess not really taking, like for you, you didn't take no for an answer, like not having the money, you went and figured out how to get the money and have that vehicle to invest in real estate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a game. It's, it's a, you know, you, you figure it out. My, I always tell people like, there's, there's always going to be issues. Like every single day is, you know, like in this business, there's, a, you wake up and you like, wake up with the, like, I go to bed and I'm like, okay, tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> What's going to come at me. And every day something comes at you. Like, and it's usually stuff you have no control over, especially when you're doing flips, especially when you're, you know, buying real estate and, you know, you close tomorrow, but you know, title is this, and it's like, there's always something. Mm -hmm. um, there's, however, there's a solution for every single thing that comes about. You just got to figure out what, okay, the solution isn't going to be easy for this one. There is a solution. I just got to figure out where, where the, where is the solution in this? It's going to be really difficult, but there's a solution. Right. Um, so I think if you tackle every day in that way, then the next time that thing pops up, okay, I already have a solution for this. It's kind of like, I'm, I'm going to use a lot of gym analogies, Jake. No worries. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when you go into the gym and it's like, okay, uh, you know, day one, you're not going to be able to do a pull-up or you're not going to be able to do a handstand push-up. However, you're progressing and your, your muscle memory comes into action when it comes to do that thing again. Your muscle says, oh, I remember how hard this was. 
but I also remember what it took to activate, what, what muscle needed to activate to get this done. And I think that's the same in real estate. Like there's always, there's going to be a problem, but you go into your memory and say, okay, I remember this came up before. This is what I need to activate to get this done. Yep. Yep. It's really is a, it's a, uh, it's a solutions oriented business. Um, like literally the only difference between six, I guess, succeeding and not succeeding really in, in, in real estate and flipping, wholesaling, whatever it may be investing. It's really just how many problems can you solve, um, before you're stumped and then you have to go figure out, figure out from somebody else how to do it. Um, because really like, like, especially with flips and cause I know, I know you guys just fixed your, or finished your first one. Um, yeah. I'm sure there were a million things that you had no clue that were going to pop up. That was like, Oh man, now we have this. Yeah. Now we have that. Now we have this. Yeah. That was not a part of the wholesaling game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the funny thing about that is, um, now with wholesaling, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly active. It's like, I'm on it every single day. However, with flips, I've been very, very fortunate and blessed to, you know, have partners in this who I don't know, like I'll, I'll check in with my partner maybe two or three times a week because I trust them that much where when I'm checking in, they're like, oh yeah, we came across this issue. It's already been fixed. But I'm just letting you know what issue came across, what, what happened. So I usually don't know like this, this, this flip that we just finished. I didn't know the issues that came up and I'm grateful that I didn't. And I'm grateful for the partners that I have because they, they found the issue, they solved the issue. And then they came to me and told me like, this was the issue. However, it's already been solved. I'm just letting you know. Right. So, and I think that's also kind of like one of those benefits of not being there, <laughs> not being in the state, not being in the city where I'm detached from it. Um, I'm not seeing the project every day. I've seen this house a total of three times. Yep. Um, it was, I saw it the week maybe a week or two after we bought it. <laughs> and then I saw it, you know, mid, mid uh, transformation. And then I uh, saw it just recently. Um, I won't have the fortunate ability to see it once, you know, once it goes in the market, but I'll rely on pictures. But so, yes, I believe once I'm there and in person, that will be more of a thing where the, the issues will, I'll, I'll see the issues up front. And especially as the projects get more difficult, you know, you, when you deal with things that require a full gut, it's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 got, it's bound to happen. Um, it's just when it's going to happen. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And I think one of the, the big, the big saviors of, of flips and really anything, um, is having the right crew. Cause like, like Jimmy yes. is awesome. Um, yes. and, and we, ha- we're very blessed to have a really good GC on our end that from the very, I mean, there's, there are still, and there were at the very beginning, like there was clashes. Like there was like, Hey, like we can't operate this way. And why are you going so slow? And this and this and that. And, but if you, if like everybody's learning, everybody's learning. And so you have to have some grace. It's like, Hey, like this might be one of his first times doing this. And it's also our first time doing this. Like you just have to work through the solution. And uh, like you said, with the, with the problems that come up, you know, what separates most people is like, Hey, they're going to go out and fix it. And then be like, Hey, this was the problem, but don't worry. I'm either, I've either fixed it or I'm, I'm figuring out the solution already. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's a big deal, especially nowadays where there's not very many great contractors, um, or and just not, there's just not very many of them at all. And, uh, and so yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to find, but when you find them, you need to keep them. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned his nails. I, I, I'm, I'm selfish. I don't want people to know Jimmy's name, but shout out to Jimmy and Shanda. Um, yeah. And, you know, we've known them for, you know, people say don't get into business with your friends, but I mean, you and I both know that's not, that's not a bad thing all the time. As long as everything is lined up from the, from the start, we go in with the contract. And if there's ever a deviation or a question, we go back to the contract and say, this is what's in the contract. Uh, I think people make the mistake of going into business with friends and family without a con they go in on a handshake and as you become successful those handshakes become kind of shaky because the success of course with with success comes money and with more money comes like you know feelings and feelings are deeper when you have relationships with people so i think it's important if you're going to go into business with someone you know a friend a family member or whatever you have to have a contract in place. You can't just go on a handshake because, oh, I know this person. Yeah, well, people change when, mon when money's involved. This, the saying is money only magnifies who you really are. Correct. Um, so yeah, so we went into this all, you know, on a contract. We had a contract from the start. Um, everyone's okay with it. Everything. This is how it is. This is what we're doing. Any questions? We're good. We're good. Done. I mean, we've known them for 15 years. Um, since our, I mean, our, our little boy, our boys, our oldest sons have been best friends since they were a year old. Um, I've always known what they do and they're very great at what they do. And um, so there wasn't a, I could, I could have gone to any contractor and said, hey, I want to start flipping. And that, con I mean, it, it would just be a, just a regular contractor, you know, relationship. I bring on a GC to handle a project. I pay them for their work and then done, I get the profits. For me, this was more than just, you know, getting the profits. Cause I could, I mean, honestly, you could get more profit when you're just doing it yourself. However, this is again, going back to relationships. I knew I could trust him. It's like you said, you have to be able to trust, especially contractors, having someone that you can trust that when you're not there, I mean, that is so key to success. 100%. Yep. I think, uh, I think whenever, whenever you get down to the nitty gritty, especially on the contract side of things, um, like money really does magnify who people are. Like it, it, it doesn't really change people per se. Um, but like whenever it's just weird how it goes. Um, but whenever you start becoming more successful, whenever that handshake is done, it's sort of like the perception or the, 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 uh, I guess the expectations are always different. Like, even right. if I shake your hand, my expectations and perceptions are a lot different than your expe expectations and perceptions if we don't have any contract, right? But if you have a contract, it's like, okay, well, let's go look at the contract, see what it says, you know? Yep, exactly. Um, that way yeah, everybody sure. knows what's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that, that's kind of, you know, the journey up through to this point. Um, and so, so tell us a little bit about the astro flipping with, uh, with, um, man, I forget their, their, their two names. There's two guys in that. Um, but it's, they've, they've really J gotten, Jamil and Pace. yes, they've really gotten big recently. Yes. And, uh, and it <laughs> seems like they're changing a bunch of people's lives. They are. I mean, those are the two kindest, most genuine individuals I think I've ever met. Um, when I got into, I, I remember my first call with Jamil and 
what got me, I mean, we're, we're very, you know, we're, we're, we're a Christian family. And when you move to California, that start, you start to see less of that. And so you search for more of it. Right. Um, and I'd looked into other mentorships and, you know, it's, it's a mentorship. So I looked into others and, you know, people, you know, they give you the big spiel and it's like, okay, here's the money. This is how much it costs. And it's like, no. Um, so getting into Astro, my first call, Jamil, um, he started the call off with a prayer. And I was like, wow, like this is, this isn't a Christian based program, but he started the call off with the prayer. Um, and just hearing his genuine and anyone who doesn't know Jamil Damji and Pace Morby, um, these are guys who are star. I mean, they have their own television show on A&E. They're filming six days a week. Um, Pace gets on to uh, Instagram lives and literally will sit on a live for 24 freaking hours straight. Um, Jamil, we have a call with him every Sunday and Tuesday. He will sit on the call for three to five hours answering every single person's question. It doesn't matter how basic it is. It doesn't matter how, how you know, difficult it is. There's a new person in the call every time. So he's repeatedly answering all the, you know, these questions repeatedly, but the patience that you see, and that's what I need. I remember when I, when I got with the program, I was like, okay, I need, I don't know anything about this. So I need someone to hold my hand from A to Z. If I get in trouble, if I get into this issue, this issue, I need a community that I can go to and say, okay, I'm running into this. What's the solution? And that's exactly what it was. So I remember one deal I had, um, we were under contract, it was four fourplexes we were under contract on. And three of them were fine. However, when we went under contract, the seller didn't tell us that one of the units in one of the fourplexes was a fire burn. Mm. And they're like, well, it's not burned anymore. We, we actually started, uh, we got it all out. We already put up the new framework. I'm like, yeah, but it's not a full, <laughs> right. I can't even get right. it. Um, and so we actually, so we were like, well, we'll close on, we, actually, we were smart enough to have four individual contracts. And so we closed on the three. We were like, we're not closing on this four. Um, and the seller's like, well, we're going to sue and blah, blah, blah. And mind you, I was like, I think two months in, we're going to sue you. And they had their attorney, you know, send me, <laughs> like, should be sued. I get on the phone. I actually emailed Jamil. I'm like, Jamil, what in the world do I do? Um, and he emailed me. I woke up to, like, I think I, I saw his uh, email um, stamp. I think it was like three in the morning. And he was like, call me tomorrow. It's going to be okay. I'll walk you through. So to have that type of connection and uh, someone to tap through, it, it just put me at ease in getting into this. Um, and at the end of the day, everything was fine. It was like, you know, he was like, take the paper, throw it away. <laughs> um, but so, and, and understanding like what, how it's, I'm in a position now where I'm also where I'm leading other Astro students. There's myself and about five others. Mind this this group is about I mean five six seven hundred people, and me and three others are leading. You know we're leading these people because as I believe as Jamil and Pace continue to grow, I mean they're now I think they've signed for three seasons on their TV show um, Triple Digit Flip on A and E. Um, as they continue to grow there's, you know, things are going to shift and I can't speak for them, but I think things are going to shift. And so leaders have to step up into certain roles. Right. Um, I just came out of a, I went to the uh, last Sperber summit, uh, yeah, clever, clever summit, summit of the, yep. uh, 
of the of the I guess this is his last clever summit ever. Oh really? And, um, yeah, yeah. So this is the last one. This that, that was his retirement party. Um, they're getting out of the teaching industry, and yeah, <laughs> um, they're getting out of the teaching space. Uh, uh, Cody and um, uh, Cole Hatter, and they're they're, they're and it's actually you know it, it, it made me think. And they're like, you know, we're we have to focus on buying up more real estate because of where the market is going. And I do want to talk about that. Um, and so I'm sitting in a room with, and the, the, there's a few of us that joined the Avengers Mastermind. Um, and then that Avengers Mastermind, there's also a top level mastermind with 15 of us were allowed to join into that. And so we were part of that uh, top 15. And I'm sitting in a room with um Ed, Ed was there. It was really cool to meet him. Um, great speaker. Oh my gosh. Like when he yeah, speaks, he you awesome. visualize like, oh my gosh, I, I see exactly what he, he makes you cry. Like, why am I sitting in the sun and crying? Um, so he's there, you know, Pace, Jamil, um, uh, Carlos Reyes is there. Uh, there. There's these big names, uh, Dean Graciosi. I mean, they're all right there. And I'm like, I'm sitting in this room with these big time thinkers and this is who I need to surround myself with. This is who me and my husband, we need to surround ourselves with, with where we, we know we're going. This is the room that we need to be in. Um, so to go from not knowing anything about this to being able to sit in a room with this level of thinking with, you know, there's 15 of us, like we're actually going on a trip together the week of the 13th to Boston. And it's just a small group of us. And I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna be sitting in the room with these guys just to be able to pick their brains and know like what they're doing, why they're doing it. Why are they getting out of flipping? Why are they getting out of this? And why are they going into this? They see something that I don't know because I'm still new in this. Right. But I say that all to say, this would not have been possible without me getting into the Astro Flipping program, learning from Jamil, having access at my fingertips of like how to make this happen, how to make this work. And on top of that, the cherry on top of it all, it wasn't, it's not even, it's not the money. Um, it's the mindset shift. Like to go into this and to be part of a program where like, it's all about mindset. I never meditated a day before my life until I got into the astro flipping program. Meditation, I was like, I don't have time to meditate. Like five, six minutes of my day that I could be answering emails. And then I got into meditation. Um, I started doing, it's called, I don't know if you've heard of the six-phase meditation. I have not, no. Is it sort of like so, guided, guided meditation? It is a guided meditation. And okay. so Jamil's like, if you, you know, I remember he told me, he said, if you've never meditated before, YouTube or on Spotify, six-phase meditation. So, okay. So I get onto it and it's like, it's easy six phases. Like you're going from, you know, internal and then it expands this external thing of like gratitude, you know, visualization. So I started visualizing everything that I could ever want. I started just visualizing and, and giving gratitude and picturing people that I love and like expressing love through meditation. And this was May, maybe June, June, probably June of 2021. And I could visualize exactly what I wanted my life to be three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, three years from now. And I'm sitting visualizing, I, 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 I saw it so vividly. Fast forward to today, actually, let's fast forward to it was October of 2021, and this house comes on the market, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this house is in College Station. Mind you, we had no intention to move back to College Station for at least another five years. Um, I said, John, this is the house I've been visualizing. John is my husband. And I was like, this is the house. Like, this is everything. This is it. 
And so we go to put an offer on the house. It gets accepted, but the seller needed a eight month lease back. It was in the pertinent, the neighborhood that we wanted, the space that we wanted. I was like, this is it. Like this was in my visualization. And then everything fell apart because they needed an eight month lease back and we couldn't do that. And I was like, dang it, why would I visualize that? And like, this be it. Well, then our brain started turning. I was like, well, we could now actually buy a house in the same neighborhood. And that's, you know, you know, just speed things up. We ended up not getting that house, but bought, you know, we bought two and a half acres, which is an acre and a half more than what that house is on and building from scratch. Exactly. The ability to build from scratch, exactly what I've been visualizing. Right. Yeah. So it was like, meditation has such a powerful it puts people in your lives it aligns you with you know with god i know people you know some people like to separate god and universe no i i believe that you have god i'm I'm a believer i'm a believer in christ and i also i'm also a believer that what you put out into into the world whatever you put into the universe comes back to you like our bodies are energy so energy put out is energy that comes in energy cannot be destroyed or made so what you put out comes back in Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent on all day long, all day long. So I'm, I'm very interested to hear. Um, and because you told me that Cody Sperber is going to stop, uh, the teaching and they, they're saying they're focused, they're focusing more on buying real estate. And I, 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 I can see why I have a general idea of why they're doing that. Um, and then you said they're, that most of them are getting out of flipping, um, buying real estate, but, but why are they, and you, you, you mentioned where's, where the market's headed, where they, where they see the market going. Right. right. But it's interesting to see the, the big flip from, uh, let me teach, let me teach, let me teach to, I got to go out here and I gotta, I gotta really, really, really buy as much as I can. Um, yes. when, it, when, all, when it really, every, everybody right now is screaming, screaming, it's way too high. It's way too high. It's going to crash. It's going to crash. Like you can't buy right now. You know, you'll be upside down. Like you're going to lose all your money. So why are, why are all the smart, like quote unquote, smart, smart yeah. money. Why is all the yeah. smart money buying? And why is all the quote unquote dumb money running away? Right. It's a good question, right? Um, and that, so we were sitting in this lunch, um, over the weekend and I was sitting next to Cody's and I didn't realize who it was, um, Cody's business partner. And he's just sitting there quiet. You know, he's just kind of talking, asking general questions. Very cool guy. And I'm like, what is your name? He tells me his name. And I was like, oh, what do you do? He goes, I'm Cody's business partner. (laughs) Oh, okay. I need to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) And I asked him that I said, I said, you know what, what, what? kind of scares me but also makes me think is like why why are you guys choosing to do this right now if you're choosing to get out of you know if he's choosing to get out of the teaching space and you guys are getting out of flipping it's great but my concern was like okay why should I continue flipping and if you guys are not flipping there there's you guys know something you guys know a lot more than I do um and you know they they said it over and over again they will be focusing on buying as many Airbnb, and I don't know why Airbnbs, as many Airbnbs as possible. Um, he, Cody actually said he wants to buy sex B&Bs. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's actually not a bad idea. Um, no kidding. <laughs> so, but, you know, and he put it so plainly, he was like, you know, flipping, great. 
up until right now, up until this moment, flipping has been, even with the market the way it's been, even with material costs the way they've been, yeah, you can flip a house because you know that you can put it on the market, especially in the last you know year and a half, and get top dollar for it. However, and that's why more people got into flipping. You're like, oh my gosh, I can still get a house. You, you can always find a distressed seller in a distressed situation. That's, I don't think ever, it might be not as much, but they will, all, they will always be around. Right. Um, you can always find a distressed situation, but you can't always put that house on the market for like these numbers that are like outrageous. Yep. That's about, you know, by Q4, and they're, this is over, by Q4, you're going to start seeing, and let me, let me say, I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert in this, not a CPA, not an attorney. Da, da, da. Uh, by Q4, you're going to start seeing these things, yeah, the market correct. Not, I don't, I wouldn't say it's going to crash, but it's correcting. And so if you're still buying flips at, you know, a certain dollar amount with materials, the same cost, the, the cost that they've been, my husband works, he, he's actually is the Home Depot pro sales guy, not the guy behind the desk. Like he is over regional in California and he does some stuff in Texas. So he's right. like, his job is to get materials for builders, for guys who are um, multifamily builders. That, that That is his job. So he, he kind of gives me like, this is what material are looking like. This is what, he actually did the largest lumber sale in Home Depot history. And they're creating a whole entire division. So he knows the material costs. So he knows that they're not going down. So as the, um, the COVID memorandum, as all that has come off, as everything starts to balance out, it's 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 inevitable that the shortage of homes it's not going to be as much, especially in certain. I think I think Brian Collistation is always a lag, so you'll you'll see it still be great for a while. But in their words, there's going to be home buyers who are not going to. You're going to buy a house in June, and it's going to take you know four to six months to flip. And maybe in June, the market is great. However, their prediction is that by Q4, that mar the market isn't going to be great. So you're not going to make the money that you thought you were going to make when you bought that house in June. And so it's just going to continue to, you know, correct itself as inflation continues to go up. I just, I literally this morning just sold, just pulled all, like, well, not all of it. Um, I had a pretty good, um, uh, what do you call it? Um I had stocks, you know, I have stocks. So I just pulled a huge chunk of my money out of the stock market because I'm like, okay, I'm at a loss right now, but as inflation continues to go up, that loss is, I'm, I'm okay with the loss right now, but if the loss keeps going, you know, then I, I'm, I'm okay with losing the money that I'm going to lose right now by pulling it out. And so that's their, that's their mindset. They're taking their mind away from their time, away from all the education that they've been doing so they can focus on buying up and holding more real estate, right. like holding it right now is so, so, so critical. Um, it's so funny. I saw, like, I've been speaking to so many people lately. Used, like last year, people were like, oh, I want to flip. I want to flip. I want to flip. I'm not hold. I want to hold. I want to flip. And now they're like, I want to hold. I want to hold. I want to hold. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we're holding now. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's, that's their, and I, and I say if the, if the smart guys, the smart guys are doing it, then yeah, there's a saying, Robert Kiyosaki says it all the time. If you see everyone doing one thing, you better run the opposite direction. So. Yep, 100%. And I, uh, and one, one thing that me and Chad have, have done, I guess, and have 
been wary of is uh, always like we've we've been burned before. Like we 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 were burned a couple times the first year we were flipping in 2021. Um, mm -hmm. We were just speculating, right? We weren't like we weren't saying okay, worst case scenario, if this thing sells for this amount of money, we still make our margin, right? And then best case scenario, if this market keeps keeps blowing up, you know, we'll make our target profit of thirty percent or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so, really, now we uh, we 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 invest or I guess flip um, based on always worst case scenarios. Um, right. And then on the other end, if we see that it is maybe maybe a two unit or three unit or four unit that we can cash flow, even with the higher rates, even with a lower amortization, even with um, you know, any of that lower LTV or sorry, higher LTV, any, any of that, if we can cash flow and hold that money um, and have no money out of the deal and be, be good. Um, we're, we're hold we're, we're doing burrs. Um, yeah. We're doing more burrs now than we are flip. I say more burrs where it's probably half and half when last year we were hundred percent flip, 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 flip. Now we're we're gonna sell our top margin flips that are single family homes that just don't make sense to cash flow, right. um, that people are still really clamoring for. Um, but then you'll see that that we are we're gonna be refinancing a lot more, um, you know, pulling our original investment out, getting that money back, and then putting renters in there, because um, especially especially as we go into a recessionary environment. Um, you know, it's going to turn more to a renter's, a renter's market. Yes. Um, and that's just, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't spell great for flippers, right? Like I, I, I would love for the market to keep going crazy for the next two years, but at the end of the day, like you got to, you got to watch for your butt and, uh, and, and, and honestly, like just fo follow the smart money, um, or yeah. become, become the smart money, right? You gotta, you gotta educate yep. yourself on, on what's going to happen. Um, because you know, you just, you just, I don't know, you just, uh, there's, there's too many people, um, especially that I, at least that I know that are like, oh, I want to flip this house. I want to, I want to do all this stuff. And, you know, knowing what I know now, like going in, if I was to start flipping right now and not a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. I'd probably get screwed. Um, because you just don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And so if you no go idea. flip a house with a 20% margin and then you get a 15, 15% correction, you're in screwed because you're, you're going to lose money just because there's, yeah. there's no margin at 5%. So, no. um, we're trying to, we're trying to not necessarily pivot, but I think we're, we're pivoting more towards property management business, get that reoccurring revenue, um, yes. as more people go into renting. And then, uh, and then as well as renting ourselves, right. You know, even, yeah. even at the cost, if we could make $30,000, we'd rather refi, put down a little bit, maybe, maybe just have net zero. We're going to cash flow a couple hundred dollars a month. You know, we'll have two or three grand a month in cash flow. Not, a, not a crazy deal for me and Chad. Um, but that debt pay down and then, you know, the, the long-term appreciation is just going to, it's just going to beat it all, you know? Especially, yeah. especially with me and Chad, you know, starting, he's roofing and I'm real estate agent. We don't, one thing I think that, and I think you're probably the same way. One thing that has helped and something that I was ignorant to, when me and Chad were just flipping, like I didn't have a job, he didn't have a job, we were just flipping. 
we had to make money to live. Like we right. had to make that flip go to live. Yeah. And so like we would do things not necessarily in the best interest of the markets or of ourselves because we had to make the money back. We had to, yeah. there's no option. Right. So now, if we can cover our nut and with our with our with our income, and then we can go strategically invest and flip and and rent and create property management businesses that are sustain ourselves in the in the down markets. And I say down markets. We'll see we'll see what happens in Brian Call Station and 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 the surrounding areas. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, we've already seen in the uh the lower income areas of the United States, uh prices starting to starting to um soften. And right. uh, it'll be a trickle down effect and we'll we'll see what happens in like Texas or Florida where the immigration is so high. But right. uh, you have to be prepared no matter what. Oh, for sure. I mean, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's a question of like, I mean, and I think that's smart. Everyone, there's always going to people, there's always going to be people needing to rent out homes. Like it's not a question. Like people are always going to, there's always going to be renters and just depending on how the market is, it's, it's just a matter of is if that rent is high or low. And so I don't, you can't go wrong with holding onto a property. I mean, that's, again, that's the end game to have assets that are cash flowing. Wholesaling and flipping is so active. Like you're always chasing the next deal, chasing the next deal, chasing the next deal. Oh, I got to find, I got to find money for this one. Oh, I got, I mean, you're always going to find money. Let me, let me take that out. But I got to find the next property. I got to, in wholesale, I got to find the next buyer. Just hustling. It's hustling. And, you know, it's almost like picking up another job. I, I still work my, you know, my, my nine to five. And so that, I think that's people, when you're going to quit, I'm like, well, I'm not going to say anything because I don't know if anyone from my nine to five will ever watch this, but um, <laughs> we're building a house. So, yeah. Um, not yet. I not I yet. Yeah, not yet. I mean, and they're really good to me. So, um, so that, I mean, that I still have to make that a priority. And so we have that cushion, we have that comfort, but at the same time, you know, what life do I want to have? I, I don't know if you've uh, heard of a uh, Tarl Yarber. Are you familiar with him? Um, I don't think so. Uh-uh. Um, I was listening to him on a Bigger Pockets podcast, and he made a great comment. And it had me think about, it's like, you have to reverse engineer, like, your life. Like, why are you doing this? Now, I'm doing this so that I could spend more time with my family. I want. I, I got into real estate investing so that I could have, you know, freedom on, you know, just not have to be, t- like, I don't, money should not be a problem in our life. Like, the discussion of money goes away. Um time with my family, being able to, you know, have free weekends, but like, but when you're flipping and, and wholesaling, people don't respect your time. Like, you know, you know, they expect you to answer a text message at 9 PM on a Sunday. And it's like, no. Um, and so like, and, and knowing what I want and going back to Tarl Yarber, he has four hour work days and he's, but he's still very, very successful. He has a four-hour workday. Anything outside of that four hours doesn't happen. He started living life as a minimalist. He went through his entire closet, and put, I think he keeps, like, a shirt for every day of the week, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to go to that extreme, but, like, when you think about why am I doing this, it's not to burn yourself out. Like, yeah, I tell, I actually just told my, my husband and kiss you know, this morning, I'm like, I feel like I'm doing more now than I've ever done before. Yeah, it's successful, but you get to a point, you don't want to get to a point of burnout, because Correct. your mental health and sanity matters. And with us, we have kids who are 12 and, and 15 years old. 
and I realized my 15 year old, he'll be 16. Yes, I have a 16 year old. Uh, we, which he just passed me on back squat. And I was like, uh oh, dang it. <laughs> I think I still have him on the clean. He that's can't, how, he cannot that's, clean. That's how yeah. my dad was when I was like 15, 16. He was like, I gotta, I gotta keep the gap. And then finally, I just kind of, <laughs> boo, I'll help up in a way. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, your your almost forty year old mom should be able, you know, you should be passing me up right now, um, but he still won't take CrossFit class with me. But it's okay. But uh, it, it's it's they're watching, and so another thing that we start, you know, we're really smart. Like we try we try to be really smart in our financial planning um, for the future, setting up, um, setting them up, but also just being smart of how we structure like our LLCs and how we structure. Um, retirement. So with our LLC, I mean, we have, a, I have a solo 401k that, you know, we have, we have a retirement through our, our um, W, you know, our W2 jobs, but I also have a solo 401k through my business entity. And you can do that if you are the only, uh, are you familiar with the solo 401k? I'm not, no, ma'am. The only thing so, I have, the only thing that I have is a, uh, is a self-directed uh, Roth IRA which is smart to have as well. Um, so with the solo 401k, if you are the only individual in that entity, it can be one entity. So we have several entities, but the one entity where it's only me and my husband, um, we have a solo 401k and it's a it's a write-off for our company for us to have that solo 401k. So what I put in, our company matches it. Also, our kids, like my 15-year-old, he he would ask me, like, what, what can I do? Can I work? And I'm like, all right, here's your schedule. So he gets paid to scrape properties on the MLS to uh, put uh, uh, get a database of real estate agents that we can connect with in the future. He puts them on a spreadsheet. And then I have an acquisitions person that goes and uh, calls and builds relationships with those real estate agents. And so paying him, he has a custodial um, Roth IRA. And so as long as a child is doing, they could be babysitting, they could be mowing lawns, as any, long any as they, any type of service, as long as they're getting paid, they can open at any age, my 12-year-old has one too, a custodial Roth IRA. So they have a retirement plan at 12 and 15 years old that my company pays them to, to fund. And at the end of, you know, in you know, 10, 20, I don't know how many years, that money continues to grow. Yep. And it didn't come out of my pocket. They worked for it. It, it wasn't given to them and they're paid by the company. So they don't, the money that they make, they get a couple of dollars to, you know, go and have fun money with, but it all goes, most of it goes into their um, custodial Roth IRA. 100%. I, 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 I was telling my girlfriend this last night. It's like, if you like the, the worst thing you could ever do is wait to invest like yeah. any amount. It doesn't matter what it is. And so like your kids, when they're 30 and people are j normally just now starting to invest realistically, like yeah. they have 20, 18, 15, 20 years on those people. Yes. It won't even be, it won't even be fair. It won't even be fair. No. And, no. uh, and that's like, I, I told my, my girlfriend yesterday, it's like, now granted, I, this is a terrible example, but I was 10 years old in 2010, right? If you had bought a house, just bought one house in 2010 and just held it. Like just held it. I don't care where you are. The majority of the time you just held it. You're probably looking at multiple six figures in appreciation. Um, yes. And the people who didn't buy that, 
like because oh like the real estate market is, is terrible and granted fair enough oh wait kill, uh not killed but created a lot of people right yeah it hurt a lot of people and people got scarred by it but the people like the, the majority of the people that i know that have a bunch of money in real estate now the majority of them either doubled down or started in 08 09 2010 and rode it through and now i mean they are just they're retired yeah. basically i mean really yeah um, i mean you hear story after story of people who, even those who did lose it all in 2008, those who came back in and bounced right back in, they're doing so well, like no question. But those who said, uh, lost it all, darn it, can't do anything. I mean, they're not doing very well at all. Yeah. And so, like you said, either made people or it, you know, it broke people. Um, and gosh, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. And when I was at a and I had a full ride and um, I had a full ride so much where I would get refund checks from the university. Like they would send me like every semester, things like 6,000. Had I known, I didn't grow up in a family that talked about money or that talked about how to multiply your money. It was like, oh, refund check? Heck yeah, I'm going shopping. <laughs> yeah, oh my no gosh. Kidding. Yep. Had I took all of that money and put it into something like, and so I want to make sure my kids are, are not in that situation. Um, I have my uh, older son. Of course, he's at the age where he can you know, understand and grasp onto things a little bit more than my 12-year-old. Uh, but uh, Robert Kiyosaki just wrote, it's not out. I don't think the book is out published yet, but you can get it online. Um, uh, the Capitalist Manifesto. Okay. And I, I think I just saw him talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's his newest book. And I'm having, you know, our 15 year old read it because I mean, the schools are never going to, they're never going to teach them about, about money. And it's not by accident that they don't like it's, it's intentional that they're not going to teach them about, you know, any of this. They know, they know kids. I mean, people say it all over. So um, he's reading that and he has to, it's not, it's not a should. He has to understand money and how to multiply it, how to gain it. And then how to do something with it. It's not just about making it. It's like, all right, do something with it that makes an impact on someone else. Like, yeah. we don't just, we're not just here to exist. Money with empty meaning is pointless to have. You're, you're, you become an empty shell. So, yep. That's why, like, I, I did a, I did a blog in, in the Capital Gains uh, group last week. And it was like, what were you taught about money? It's like, having a lot of money is great. But at the end of the day, money is just a tool. Money is a tool yes. to achieve what you want, go buy what you want, go experience what you want, uh, give your kids, your family, your mom, your dad, whoever it is, a better quality of life. And once you start getting emotional about the money, like now that money has power over you. You have to have power over the money um, to make solid decisions about it. And, uh, and use it as, as a tool is really what it's supposed to be as a tool, but they don't teach you that. They say, oh, save all your money because you, you know, you're going to spend too much of it and you're never going to get it back. You're going to get it back. It's just a yeah. piece of paper. It's a tool. It's an exchange of value that somebody else, like you go solve a problem, you get paid. Why? Because you gave them value. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think people, so many people have, and just by, it's because we're human. It's because of what we've been taught that money has such an emotional um, attachment to us. Like we, we are attached to money as if like our life, I mean, most of their life depends on it literally. Um, 
Whereas if you are able to emotion, emotionally detach from money, you can actually make more of it. Um, and if you know, uh, Dan Fleischman um, heard him say, yeah, he never, this guy is very, very wealthy, um, but he never keeps money into a bank. He gets money in, he puts it out somewhere. He gets money in, he puts it into something that's going to grow it. Like, and I'm at that point now, like, I don't keep money. I keep, only money that I keep in our bank account is what needs to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see a large amount of money in our bank account. It needs to be growing and doing something else. Otherwise, yep. it's, I'm actually losing it if it's yep. sitting in my bank account. So, yep. Whenever, whenever I get paid for, and, and it sort of sucks on the flipping side of things because we always have we always have money either going into an investment, into a right. burr, into a flip. So we don't really, I mean, we have a lot going on. We have, we have a lot of money out there in houses coming in, going out, whatever. So it doesn't seem like we have a lot there, but same thing with, with when I get paid, like as soon as I put that money in my account, I'm thinking, okay, where can I put this to have it grow? And because if I have $10,000 in my account, like that's too much. I don't spend but $1,500, $2,000 a month. I don't need that much money. Give me. Oh, enjoy three it more. right now. Give me two, enjoy three. Enjoy it. <laughs> Give me Before two, three. <laughs> Give me two, three months of expenses. I'll be good. And uh, so all of my money goes straight into the stock. I mean, granted, I really do like the stock market. Like I, me and my uncle are always talking about it. And, uh, so I really love the stock market and obviously the majority of my net, net worth, quote unquote, is in this house that I own, um, which balances it out. But I mean, it's right. immediately into the markets and, uh, and, and gone from my site. Like I, like I don't even have it. It's, it's there. It's there. I'm not going to look at it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you just have to invest. Like there's, it's, it's not whether like you should, it's like you have to. You have to. There's no question about it. Um, I mean, yeah, I, and I've, been, I've I've even gotten to the point where, like, I tell my kids, like, if you go to college, right? If you don't, fine. Like, going to college is not your, it's not what's going to make you. Like, it's this that's going to make you. It's knowing who you know that's going to make you. College, I mean, granted, if you want to be an engineer or a doctor, yeah, you have to. But if that's not in your plan or if you're, you know, questionable about, like, my younger son, he wants, he's, a, he's an actor. He is an actor. Like, that's his – if he decides he doesn't want to act anymore, then that's that's a, a story to be had. But he knows that I'm an actor. That's, that's, that's what I want to do. I mean, it's kind of – that's actually what pushed me. I was like, gosh, my six-year-old knows what he wants to do with his life. And I was like, I don't even know what I want to do with my life. <laughs> From the time he was three, he would write down, he would actually write down, I want to be a Disney show like that. And we didn't know what that meant. We're like, I want to be a Disney show. That's cool. I want to be a Disney show. Like that's when he was three, that was his way of verbalizing. I want to be a Disney show. Um, And so it was like, okay. And then we realized he meant, oh, I want to be an actor. So from the time he was three until like now 12, I mean, that his, everything that he does goes towards that. Every step that every action that he takes goes towards that. Now, become going to his teenage years, he's starting to have friends, and you know, so it's it's hard for him to balance that. But I saw what pushed me was seeing how many when you're here in Hollywood and all the rejection that he had to experience of like no, 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 no because your your eyes are too round. And tell a kid that no because you're too this, and then to get to the point where like you have you've been given an offer by Nickelodeon and a contract, and then this is COVID, I'm giving you an actual real situation. Um, it was the September of 2020, 
got a contract for a big show on Nickelodeon. However, because it was filmed in Vancouver, Vancouver was going to require him to um, quarantine for two weeks and they didn't have two weeks to, like, they were already behind on production. They took his offer away. I'm like, and at the time he was, see, 2020, he was 11. And uh, no, 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 he was, yeah, he was 11, right? Yeah. Um, Devastated, I'm so sure. A, I mean, he slid a paper underneath, and was, it, it hit me. He slid a paper underneath his um, his room door, and it said, give me time. This is my 11-year-old writing this. He said, give me time. I will come out when I'm ready. And I remember asking him, do you want to keep going? Do you want to continue doing this? And he was like, yes. And and, and Ed, Ed Milet, like talks about the power of one more. And like, I see my kid do this all the time. Like, he's like, okay, just one more, just one more audition. Just one. He didn't stop. He can, he can stop and he doesn't have bills to pay. He's 12 years old. Right. But I see yeah. him like, <laughs> um, but I see him every day. He chooses with, with the rejection. I mean, he does, he chooses another and another and another and another because he knows at one point his life can go like this. Like his life can go just switch, switch, switch. It doesn't matter. Um, so that's what keeps me going. I'm like, if my 12 year old can keep going, then I, I mean, I have to, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's really cool. That's, uh, that's, uh, the definition of, of perseverance. Um, yeah. and that's that, I think that's very valuable growing up as a kid. Um, I mean, just as a young person, like I think when, when, and this, it goes back to the parents too. I mean, like if you, like when I was, uh, 13, I walked into a CrossFit gym and, uh, was overweight, lost a bunch of weight, and then ended up competing for the at the CrossFit Games twice as a teenager, and uh, like awesome. so, all of high school I was just training, 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 training. Right, I had one goal, one focus. And I think stuff like that, whether it be like I was involved in 4H two, so raising animals or anything like that, extracurricular develops you so much more for yes. after school or after high school or whatever, just for life. Because if you can get, if you can be okay with being rejected or losing your spot or whatever it is, like it's not going to matter when you don't get that deal or you don't get that contract or you don't get whatever it is. You don't sell the house for what you wanted it for, whatever. Like it's going to be like, Oh well, on to the next one. You know what I mean? On so to the next. yeah. And most people just can't can't deal with it. But he's gonna be when he's twenty, he's twenty, twenty one, twenty two, he's gonna be a rock star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But I think we're I think we're touching an hour now and uh it's been a really good conversation. It's gone by really fast. <laughs> yep. And they they always do. They they yeah. you know some of them some of them don't go awesome and some of them are, are good 20, 30 minutes, but when people really get into it, it's uh, you can spend a lot of time on podcasts. Let me tell you that. Like, oh yeah, people are like, oh, you have a podcast. Oh, it's you know, you just oh, another another podcast. But like, if you really care and you really like put energy into it, it's it's not easy, um, no. because you you have to just. I mean, you you gotta you gotta pour your heart out there and and talk yeah. about what you what you like. So yeah, and be real. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I think I think people will get a lot of a lot of value out of this one for sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, that's my goal. I want to be, you know, my, I told I was actually uh, Jamil. It was actually me and Jamil were sitting next to each other. So Saturday night we went to uh, in Vegas. There's this um, 
club called Hakkasan and uh, Cody had run out the entire area. You know, Jamil and Pace literally just sitting there. Pace literally sitting on his phone closing a deal while sitting in that club. And um, me and Jamil are talking. He goes, I want you to lead the women in this community. I want you to lead the women in real estate. He goes, we... and." I might be spilling beans, but he plans on putting together a big women's conference. He goes, I want you to help lead this. He, and that's my thing. I like, as I sit and I see these stages, I, and I definitely appreciate you, Jake, like you've, you've had, you, you spread the word so well and you get so many different types of perspectives on there. Cause I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to, you know, going to these summits and usually, and, 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 and I appreciate everyone who has you know in this industry but i think women need to stand up more like stop being so scared step out step up front own your spot at the table and so like i want to be on more platforms to say you know you know sorry get some balls and be on the you know don't complain about you know women not having a well yeah no because no one steps up and does it you're waiting for someone to hand it to you no you go do it you say yes when you have to say yes you you take the what are you doing to be uh to put yourself on that platform what are you doing to be on that stage what do you, if you're not doing anything you're just waiting for an invitation i'm sorry it's not going to come to you yep you got to be out there so 100% i thank you absolutely absolutely it's my pleasure and uh i i i i like it's it's weird like whenever I don't think it's a big deal at all, but people, I, I'm like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? They're like, immediately their answer is, oh no, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not worth that, and I'm like, hundred percent, like that's, I wouldn't ask you if you weren't, and uh, because I think everybody, especially, um, we recently had a guest, Sarah, Sarah Chilton, um, she I just was talked to her yesterday. I was yeah, asking her, like, do you have any Airbnbs for me? She's like, no. She's awesome. And, uh, and so I had her on, on the podcast and she's just, I mean, it was one of the best podcasts ever I'd ever done. And, and, uh, but she just holds her ground and gets it done and fights for her, her people. And I think that's what, it's what you have to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, uh, we loved having you on. We will have you on again soon, I'm sure. And, uh, hopefully we can, uh, we can get more deals done when, when you move down here, when are you moving down here? June 20th, I will be there 100, 100%. So right now it's a lot of back and forth, but it's full go. on June 20th. So there we go. This summer, get ready. Back to being a Texan. Back to being a Texan. There we Actually, go. I'm, I'm technically a Texan. My driver's license is now Texas. So uh oh, there you go. <laughs> My husband's still a Californian. So I mean, we're working on him. There we go. There we go. Well, can't wait for you to, to move back here and uh, love to have you on the podcast. And uh, Hopefully everybody got some value from this. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jake. Absolutely. You guys, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully you liked uh, uh, this one. And if you got any value from it, share it and connect with Brittany. Um, I guess, Brittany, tell them uh, Instagram, Facebook, anything you got. Yeah. So Instagram, you can find me at um, OO underscore she lifts, like lifting, OO she lifts. Um, Facebook, I'm just look me up under Brittany Berryman and, um, yeah, send me a DM. I'm happy to answer any questions. Um, I love talking about this stuff, as you can tell, um, at every level. So yeah, I could talk all day. We could go a whole nother hour if you want, but no, we're, I know we all have, we have business to do. So I, I probably have 25 text messages waiting. I just haven't looked, but I'm, I'm I know, my phone keeps buzzing, so. <laughs> and I got to get to the gym. So there we go. Alrighty. Well, I appreciate you having you on and then I hope you guys 
enjoyed this one. And if you did, um, please share it and definitely connect with Brittany. And uh, we will see you guys later. Thank you. Absolutely. Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day. I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day. These niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.